welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the show. My name is Scott. My name is Jeremiah. And uh, if you celebrate it, Merry Christmas. Right. And if you don't, happy holidays to everyone who's listening. Yes. This is coming out just before the grand uh, Christian tradition of stealing pagan ideas. And Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, someone had to do it. Um, I mean, they were yeah. Christians were an oppressed group for a period of time. They were, well, let's just be frank, a cult yeah. about 2,000 years yeah, ago. Yeah, people were like, I don't know about you guys. You have those crazy, crazy ideas. About Jesus and whatnot. So that means 2,000 years from now, Scientology will be celebrating its form of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be a uh, traditional festive docking of the mothership. Yep. It's... Uh, there will be a uh, tying up of a loved one and putting them around the uh, Christmas volcano, which That's, will replace yep. the tree. And, <laughs> that uh, actually would be fucking cool. And, I might. You're, you're actually <laughs> explaining like a Christmas I would celebrate, whatever it is, Science and you know, Christmas. You know those little poppers that you pull the string and yeah. it looks like a little barrel and it shoots yep. stuff? Yeah, you shoot those at your tied up relatives. Those are the nukes going off. Okay. And then... Then, uh, then they uh, underneath their Christmas, their, their Scientology Christmas robes, they yep. wear white sheets. Uh, no hats, don't worry, it doesn't get KKK. No, 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 don't but get But then they bad. become uh, Thetans, those ghosts, and they just go around the room going, like, woo, woo. And then you, uh, then you spend uh, the rest of the night taking each other's uh, Thetan levels, right? Yep, you just measure them with those uh, Metallica dildos. Yep. They look like dildos, at least. Sounds like we're getting to a weird Scientology Christmas orgy. And all night long, you just listen to Christmas carols by the uh, the late, great Tom Cruise. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was like, you're actually going to go hover. This but. is in the future. In his late years, he uh, he became a crooner really? for Scientology yeah. Christmas carols. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, we're talking this is, what, like at least 20 years in the future. Yep. Joy to the world. The nukes have come. They bombed their corpses away. Now there are some ghosts and they are mad, but we'll think them away. We'll, we'll think them, them away with our wands. <laughs> uh, well. There you go, folks. You know now what the next 20 years are going to bring you for holiday cheer. So happy holidays, even if you already celebrate that one. Yeah, this is going to become like the uh, the cones of, what is it, the cones of Dunmar or whatever. Oh, the, Dun- the, Dunshire? Dunshire, Dun- the cones right? of Dunshire. Yeah. yeah, we'll just come up with our own Christmas. Yeah, I like For it. Scientology. Yeah, yeah, because they, they sort of already did it with Festivus for the rest of us, right? Like, yeah, I don't yeah, even know what Scientology like Christmas Festivus. would be called. I think Scientology Christmas, like, they were, <laughs> they're like, even yeah, because like, L. Ron Hubbard was, like, the creative one. That guy's not around anymore. So now everybody, after that's like, I don't know, what should it be called? What would you like it to be called, oh, great one? I don't know, uh, uh, Scientology Christmas, how's that? <laughs> Sounds great. Xenu beams down into your home and leaves you gifts. <laughs> All right. Um, this week on the show, uh, it is my turn to go first. Yes. And if you're a first-time listener, what we do here, uh, on some weeks we have celebrity interviews where we talk to someone a little more uh, above our pay grade than mm-hmm. we should probably be talking yep, to. Yeah, but they allow us to anyway, which is yep. for some and reason. Then on every other week, uh, we take turns, one of us going first, uh, and we pick a news story that's kind of weird and obscure and kind of crazy. Yeah. And then from Hopefully there... Hopefully newish, we, you know, like ish, yeah. newish. And yeah. then from there, we tunnel deep into the internet and we try to uh, expand on it or sometimes just get lost in in a new direction. Yeah. So yeah, uh, usually the latter, but who knows? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Today, I think we both already agreed before the show started that we both diverged pretty hard. Yeah, from I, our first. I, I think we just ended up finding trigger word, like a trigger word of the first and we go, oh, whoa, what are that's all about? Yeah. Which is the beauty of falling down a Google hole. Exactly. Call these things. So uh, yeah, Scott, you're up first this week. Uh, let me know what she what you got here. Uh, my first story comes from the Independent, and it is that Monopoly has set up a hotline to help families deal with board game bust ups this Christmas. 
Um, I did not realize that there's a statistic out there who took this and how I don't get or know and did not further research. That's not where my hole went. No. But <laughs> it's not where your hole went. <laughs> uh, 51% of all Monopoly games end in a fight. I, I the other forty nine percent don't end. Period. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no fight because we, yeah, we just lost interest. Yeah, like nothing had like we fucking could we like Christmas was ruined because somebody got Monopoly and tried to play it. What I love is there's actually like uh, there's a secondary set of rules you can find in the internet for Monopoly that simplifies the game and actually makes it so you can get to an ending within I think three hours. Yeah, well, there's yeah, yeah, exactly. There are variations on it trying to make it quicker. Yeah, well, they set up a hotline. Um, what I really wanted to do more than anything on this earth was call it uh, on speakerphone during the show and have it on air so you guys could hear it. Unfortunately, the hotline does not actually start until December 24th, oh, Christmas okay. Eve. Oh, so they're, wa- they're waiting for people to like get it as a Christmas gift or an early Christmas yeah. gift, open it, try to play it on Christmas Day, think they're going to be happy, drink an eggnog. Next thing you know, flaming hot eggnog in Papa's yeah. face. PlayStation sucks. <laughs> <laughs> flipping the, flipping the board. board. Yeah. Well, the reason we had to get you a new one because you flipped your last PlayStation. <laughs> well, um, this hotline will be available from December 24th through 26th, and they're going to have experts on hand with official rule books to instantly settle any disputes. So if you've ever played Monopoly or a Monopoly uh, like fan and you've had a fight in the past or have like a grievance in your head, there's no real reason why you can't call and maybe test these people to see just how instant their answers could be. You could literally like throw out the weirdest questions and see if they can oh, answer like them. Oh, like test their real knowledge of like the ins and Are yep. they really experts or are they just like paid like, hello, my friend, how are you today? What is your Monopoly problem? And then they just read from the playbook, just yeah. like every outsourced uh, uh, help desk. Now, my, I may actually try to figure out a way to, to hook this up where I can record my calls and maybe run through a series of these on yeah. Christmas Eve. Usually just calling via Skype helps with that. Then you can record it through a yeah. computer. Yeah, I may, do, I may do that. But in the meantime, um, they set up a handy guide here of 10 Monopoly arguments. The top 10. Usually it's just like, did, did Frankie cheat? Like, usually it's a cheater that fucking flips it off. But yeah, what are the other ones? Well, number one, uh, people making up rules, which is kind of like cheating. Yeah. <coughs> number two, people being too cocky when winning. So that means some games are ending. That's impressive. Well, yeah, well, that that's true. But the other thing is, like, how do you just, like, settle that dispute on, on the phone? <laughs> I mean, unless it's, like, literally a hotline. He's like, calm down, David's buddy. being an asshole again. He just won and flipped the board because he won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he swallowed the dog piece. That was the piece <laughs> I always use. That's going to hurt coming out, but it was worth it. Um... Number three, somebody uh, buying a property you want even when they don't need it. Number four, people well, taking that's just too- strategy. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, four, people taking too long to take their turn. Number five, someone stealing from the bank, which I think is interesting because that's just cheating at a game. Yeah, oh, there's, 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 there's no there's rule books just gonna say can you just can you put them on the phone? Don't cheat. Yeah, it's cheating. It's literally called cheating. Yeah, yeah it's stealing from a bank. Yeah. Uh, number six, someone deliberately miscounting their move. Which uh, can and cannot be cheating. I mean, yeah. some people are just dumb. Well, if it's deliberately, then that's the cheating part. If the word deliberate's in there and it's on on purpose, well, then yeah, that's cheating. Uh, number seven, who gets to be the banker? Apparently, that's something to fight over. Oh, and, and there's also rules as to how it's chosen, too. I yes, can't remember what it is. Uh, but firstborn. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it literally says that. <laughs> firstborn. Um, it might actually be something like that, right? Like the oldest. Oh, uh, it might actually yeah. be, yeah. Uh, number eight, the property auction process. Like how you can actually sell a property once you get it in the open yes, market. Yes, yeah. Auctioning off. Yep. Uh, choice over tokens and what the rules of free parking are. Yeah. So oh, okay. Well, the other – because a lot of times people try to do the uh, put money in um, for 
and then you get it like for free parking or something like that. I can't remember. Like you put your fees and stuff in the middle, and you land on free parking, you get it, which isn't really a rule. It's a house rule. Uh, and then the auction thing too is whether you play the the official way, which is if you land on the property and the person who lands on it can't buy it or wishes to not buy it, then it goes to auction, and that yep. actually speeds the game up. And auction means somebody else who needs the property could actually end up getting it if they bid enough. I've even played faster ways where they shuffle the properties and hand at least one to each player before the game even starts. Oh, Ran- so you, randomly. you got something you like, want right off the bat. Not, well, you got something to start you out with. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, based on this, my search decided to descend into what I thought made the most sense because I didn't know what to search based on this. I thought about board games, thought about Christmas, uh, even delved into Christmas movies a little bit and found some great selections this year that... I, I teased here, but not, I'm not going to talk about it at all. <laughs> okay, you might have to like post a list or something <laughs> yeah. as part of the show I notes. I might put that in the show notes. Because I uh, I kind of want to know too, so you might yeah. have to share some. But what I did end up finding was, uh, and this is based on a search of Christmas monsters, because basically okay. if you're cheating at Monopoly, you're just a monster. Oh, okay. You're wrong. Oh, so I got your, okay, there you go. And I mean, the first one on the list obviously is Krampus. And we already talked about Krampus, so I'm just going to speed right past that one. Um, I'm going to go right to one that I will butcher the pronunciation of because there are way too many consonants in this word. But it is the Jolak Turin. Is it like uh, Icelandic or something? It is Icelandic for Yule Cat. Yeah. Anything with like way too many consonants is generally yeah. Icelandic or somewhere in that Nordic region. Yeah, and this is, uh, this is Yule Cat or Christmas Cat. And this is a character or creature, if you will, that is tied to Icelandic traditions in which those who have finished all their work on time receive new clothes for Christmas. And those who are lazy and did not work very hard do not, usually are threatened. Mm-hmm. Um, to encourage children to work hard, parents tell their, the tale of the Yule Cat, saying that Jolaka Turin could tell who the lazy children were because they did not they did not have at least one new item of clothing for Christmas. And these children would be sacrificed to the Yule Cat. So essentially, the Yule Cat looks for who is best dressed and who is worst, and attacks people who are worst dressed. Wow, that's like a tabloid fucking in monster form. <laughs> who, who wore it best? best? Yeah, <laughs> not you. <laughs> not you. Not you. <laughs> it's devouring my intestines. In some traditions, the cat is gigantic as well, being like almost as big as a person. Like it could just come in and maul you. Uh, the next one is Frau Perchta. Frau Perchta is, German, is or German and Austrian, okay. and sometimes is considered a witch. Uh, this hands out both rewards and punishments during the 12 days of Christmas, um, specifically December 25th through January 6th, which is interesting. It's the days after Christmas, not the ones leading up to it. Uh, most things in America are the 12 days of Christmas, you know, leading up to. Yeah. So it's kind of neat they flip the script. Um, she has gruesome punishments for the sinful. She will rip out your internal organs and replace them with garbage. <laughs> first of all, I think just the, after the first part, it's fine. Like, you're not even going to be around unless it's just for your family's sake. Be like, now look at your little garbage stuffed piece of shit, huh? Huh? Now, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Replace it with garbage. Yeah. The first part's bad enough. They're like, eh, insult to injury, I guess. Here's a bag of garbage for intestines. Now, they're thinking this may have uh, descended from legends of, like, alpine goddesses, maybe nature gods, because uh, it's kind of like a witch that lives in the woods. And, yeah. I don't know, it, it has some, like, loose translations into, like, old lore, like most things that are modern day. Uh, the next one we have is Bell Snickle. Okay. That one sounds festive. Bell Snickle is from the southwestern German area. Like, I don't know what towns and cities are in that section of the country, but from the southwestern area. 
and uh, has actually survived into the United States and Pennsylvania Dutch uh, uh, oh, okay. people yeah. believe in it still. Um, he comes to children sometime before Christmas wearing tattered old clothing and raggedy furs. Uh, he carries a switch to frighten children and candy to reward them for good behavior. Um, in modern visits, the switch is only used for noise. He hits, uh, like, whoever dresses as him hits it on <laughs> things just to make a lot of, like, grandiose it's like, noise. It's like a snapping of a belt to, like, you know, uh, in the old old school, you know, corporal punishment days. Yep. If you're going to get whacked by your dad with a belt, it's like, yeah No, I don't want that. Yeah, exactly. And all the kids get candy it's now as long as they're polite. Um, the name comes from the German word Belzen, which means wallop. Oh, okay. and nickel for Saint Nicholas, Bell Snickel. So it's a it's an abusive Santa. It's a bu- it's, it's Bell <laughs> Santa. <laughs> it's just deadbeat dad Santa Claus. Deadbeat dead Santa. <laughs> the Dutch really know yeah. how to live up Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna fucking pay any child support, but also when I fucking have you over, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. All right. Happy Santa Claus, etc. <laughs> the next one is Hans Trap. He is considered an anti-Santa Claus, and he comes from France. Um, like a really white rapper name. Hans Trapp? Yeah, yeah like Macklemore? Yeah, yeah. Hans Trapp, motherfucker! Now, um, Trapp, uh, there's actually a legend about how he's a real person. This is this comes more from reality than it does from, like, myth- mythological creatures, legends, etc. Yeah, okay. um, there's this legend that says he was a real man, he was rich, greedy, and evil, and he worships yeah, Satan. Yeah. That's a real man. <laughs> I think that's how it's supposed to be. Right. That was supposed Did to be I read. not see it that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he, a, he's real a real man. man. <laughs> Greedy as fuck. Worship <laughs> Satan. Evil. Rich. Um, he was uh, excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Uh, he was exiled into the forest where he preyed upon children disguised as a scarecrow with straw jutting out of his clothing. This sounds like a perfect thing for the Catholic Church, though. I'm surprised he didn't get a promotion. This... Uh, well, you, uh, uh, how you say, uh, uh, preying on enough children dressed as scarecrows. This story gets better because uh, one day when he was in the woods, he was hunting a kid and about to eat him. <laughs> when you know, he, normal when, day. When he was captured and then struck by lightning and killed. Wow. It was a punishment from his own god. Satan. Oh, wow. Wait, so Satan was but mad? He he didn't catch but he came back from the dead and still visits young children before Christmas dressed as a scarecrow to scare them into good behavior. That's pretty cool. That's pretty badass. Yeah. That's a, that's a nasty story. Now we have uh, Pierre Foutard, another French one. Um, his name translates into Father Whipper. <laughs> <laughs> like Father Whipper or he whips fathers? Father Whipper. Okay. Um, the story begins with an evil butcher Papa. who craved children to eat. Uh, Man, he, so much like child eating. He and his wife lured three boys into their butcher shop, where he killed, chopped, and salted them. Salted, like to, salted. To, like, yeah, like, yeah, like to, to season them. Yeah. Uh, Saint Nicholas then came to the rescue, resurrected the boys, holy took, shit, and then took custody of the butcher. I had no idea Saint Nick had all those powers. The butcher became Pierre Futard, Saint Nicholas's servant, whose job it is to dispense punishment to bad children on Saint Nicholas Day. Hmm. So he's very similar to Krampus, but with more zombie and more cannibalism yeah, and yeah. BDSM. And I just love the fact that now, like Saint Nick is like the superhero in this. Uh, story as well, where he like yes. flies in. I'm guessing because Saint Nick can fly. A Santa Claus can fly, not Saint Nick, but Saint Nick can now. Now, yeah, sure. fuck it. He can <laughs> resurrect the dead too. Yeah, I mean, if he can <laughs> resurrect the dead, he's flying like a motherfucker. Um, my next one is Grilla. G R Y L A. Another Grilla. Yeah. Um, we we'll haunt strap and Grilla. 
Grilla is the mother of the Yule Lads. She predates them, and we're going to go back to the Yule Lads in just a moment before you have any questions. This is Icelandic, and she is an ogress who kidnaps, nice. cooks, and eats children. Jesus! <laughs> what the hell? You know, the, you know okay, I, I, I don't, don't obey their parents. I don't want to tip my hand too much, but I'm glad you're talking about this kind of folklore because the entire latter half of my show is all about folklore from different countries okay, as well. Okay, cool. And there's some child eating in that one too. So. Okay. It's a common theme. She uh, she only became associated with Christmas in the 17th century where she was assigned to be the mother of the Yule Lads. Once again, I will get to them in just one moment. Okay, you're, you're teasing me with the Yule I, Lads. I am dear. super teasing it because that's where my Google hole goes next. Okay, good, okay. Um, according to legend, Grilla had three different husbands and 72 children, all who caused trouble ranging from harmless mischief to murder. Mm. As if the household wasn't crowded enough, the Yule Cat, as we mentioned before, also lives with Grilla. And this uh, ogress is uh, so much of a troublemaker that the uh, the uh, fake news site, The Onion, the comedic news site, blamed her for the 2010 eruption of the volcano in Iceland. Oh, nice. Now, let's take a step back and let's go to the Yule Lads. Uh, the Jolis Vienir, or Yule Lads, are 13 Icelandic trolls, each with a unique name and distinct personality. In ancient times, they stole things and caused trouble around Christmas time, and they were used to scare children into behaving, just like the Yule Cat. Um, in the 20th century, there's tales of uh, a benevolent Norwegian figure named Julianese, which is Santa Claus for uh, Norwegian people. Uh, who brought gifts to good children. The traditions became mingled until the... How do you word this? Because it's an awkward sentence. Until the Yule Lads became kind enough to give gifts of shoes for children. Okay. So basically... I'm guessing like those wooden Santa, too. So their version of Santa came later than the Ogress and the Yule Cat and then turned the Yule Lads who worked for her into good, good okay. creatures. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's that's kind of where we're going with this. Now, my f next question immediately was, what the fuck are the Yule Lads? Yes. Um, that seemed like an important thing, and Wikipedia is a great source of knowledge because I found a list of when they appear, because they appear on different days, what their names are and what they do. So um, I'm just going to start with the actual list and go through them. Uh, starting on December 12th, we have, and I, should I try butchering the Icelandic names or just do the English translations? I'd like to hear you butcher them. Stekjard Star. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't started. Just <laughs> <laughs> you clearing your throat. Stekjard Star, English translation, Sheepcoat Clawed. Oh, nice. <laughs> also a good rap name. Description, he harasses sheep but is impaired by his stiff peg legs. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it. See this peg leg guy like running after sheep, trying to fuck him. <laughs> Clearly trying to fuck him. That's, that's sheep what, running. That's what harass means, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. Come on back here, you fuckers. And might, might I add the arrival dates when I say them? They also have departure dates. Uh, this one's December 25th, Christmas Day. So their departure dates start on Christmas and then go one day after going forward. So I'm only going to say arrival dates. All right. So peg leg sheep fucker. Damn. Next one. Giljagar. Okay, that one sounded about right. English translation, Gully Gok. Okay. Uh, about hot. as meaningless as Giljagar. And and for the rest of you, I'm also not going to say rival dates because this one's the 13th. We're just going to go up in number. All right, there we go. <laughs> uh, hides in gullies, waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal milk. Wow, these are uh, farm-loving animals. <laughs> Next or one. Goblins or trolls, right? Trolls, Stufier. there we go. Stufier. I'm going to try to do an accent, too. Stufier. Stufier. Stubby is, is English translation. Stubby, okay. 
Abnormally short, steals pans and eats the crust left in them. Ooh, oh. you bastard helping me clean my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Oh, should I clean this pan? No, just leave it out for stubby. He'll fucking take it. <laughs> Next one. Pure-verse-licker-cur. Yep. <laughs> spoon liquor. <laughs> oh, another one that's going to help around the house. Steals a type of wooden spoon with a long handle and licks it. Is extremely thin due to malnutrition. <laughs> All his friends would be like, dude, you got to eat something else, man. You got to get I'm off those spoons. I'm good. I got this spoon. There's nothing on it, man. You're just licking the spoon. It's just wood. That's fine. It's you fine. sure you don't want the bowl, too? Oh, no. I'm trying no. to watch my weight. No, that's for Bielkebure, the bowl licker over there. Next one. Pot de scafel. Uh Pot sniffer. Scraper. Pot scraper. Pot scraper. Okay. Man, these are like handy little fucking trolls. Steals leftovers from pots. This is okay. Leftovers, maybe you don't want them to steal so much, but you could pretend it's a leftover. Be like, oh, I hope somebody doesn't let's, let's take see this. You, uh, and then I like this game we're doing. Let's see if you can get the uh, the English one of this. Okay. Ask Alexkier. Ask Alexkier. Oh, you gave me a hard one. Uh, ask oh. a, Ask Alexkier. Uh, I mean, it would that be, clarified it. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, oh, in that case, uh, that sounds like an ass licker to me. Close bowl licker. Oh, okay. Uh, Wait, bowl or bowl? Hides under beds waiting for children to put down their asker, a type of bowl with a oh. lid used instead of dishes, which he then steals. So I was right with my joke earlier that there really is a bowl, bowl liquor. Okay. Yes. Uh, horror scaler. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a flat out horror killer right there. Just far, waits till a prostitute is wandering around and uh, kills it. Uh, door slammer. Okay. Likes to slam doors, especially during the night. It's, it's a little pesky. I mean... Uh, next one, Skier Gammer. Um, I would say... No, I am the Skier Gammer. I would say it takes, uh, children's shoes. He is the Skier Gobbler. Still doesn't mean anything. A Yule Lad with an affinity for Skier. Should we see what Skier is? So do you want me to click the link? Uh, I, yeah, because I, I was... Skier? Skier? <laughs> Sorry, I just love his accent. Skier. Um, it is a uh, it is a kind of yogurt that is traditionally sold, served cold with milk and topped with sugar. Sounds good. All right. If you say so. I don't know how good that sounds. I mean, it sounds like yogurt um, with sugar on it. Yeah. Bajugnakuriker. Bajugnakuriker. Okay. Sounds like somebody who will wilt flowers. No, just give it one more guess. Um, somebody who uh, drinks the last milk from a jug. Nope. Sausage swiper. He's <laughs> a sausage swiper. That's that's a. I kind of want to like adopt that now as an insult to people. Yo, sausage he, swiper, you. He hides in the rafters <laughs> and just waits till like, sausage. Snatches sausages while they're being smoked. Oh, okay. Yoink! 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 Yeah, you've been uh, had by Birgen Smufer or whatever the fuck is it? Birgen Kraken Kraken. Uh, next one. Glugger. Uh, now that one has something to do with drinking the last uh, bits of milk from a jug. Window peeper. Oh, so a pervert. <laughs> a pervert. Yeah. They call me pervert. I think you're just being pervert. Yeah, but uh, it's got the umla. He is a snoop who would look through windows in search of things to steal. Oh, just oh, so he's more like a he's case. The, of the, he's the other twelve lookout. Yeah, he's the, he's the case in the joint. The case yeah. in the joint. Next one, Gattafur. Uh, that's a cat killer. Doorway sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> 
sniffs the doorway to make sure there's nothing weird there before the other guy slams it. He has an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate Lofa Brow. Uh, it's a loaf of bread. It is a. It's called snowflake bread. It is Icelandic bread often eaten at Christmas that is basically very thin, flat cakes. So Pancakes. Okay. So impeccable sense of smell, and he wasted on smelling bread under doors. Yes. Okay. Ket Krokur. Uh, that's a cat killer. Close. They call him the meat hook. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Now, <laughs> this, is getting, this is escalating. Something based on the last few tells me it's not as badass as it sounds. Uses a hook to steal meat. Yeah, okay. That's about, that's, that's what I think. He does it the day before Christmas Eve, so. Sometimes Ooh. that meat is human. Yes. Last one. Kurtasnicker. Um... Sounds like uh, somebody who steals sweets from under a child's uh, pants. No, but close. Does it? He steals candles. Close. Yep. Little wicks, you were saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. The little wicks. Yes. Uh, follows children in order to steal their candles, which in those days oh, were made candles of candles instead of candy. Which in those days they were made of tallow and were edible. So okay, okay. it ate them because so they I... technically you could technically eat candles back then. They were all edible. Yum. I mean, technically they are now. I mean, I guess now, but you're just But I don't think you'd want to eat a... Uh, well, no. Scented candles. They're all scented, scented and yeah. stuff. That's easily they got, poison. Like, chemicals and shit in there. Although, I don't know. If you if you can burn them and inhale them, I don't know how, how toxic they would be to eat them, but they probably wouldn't make you feel great. Or they definitely wouldn't taste okay. Yeah, now, um, for a little background, a little more background, it says the Yulads originate from Icelandic folklore. Uh, early on, their number and depictions varied greatly depending on the location in uh, Iceland you lived in. There were different stories. Um, they range from mere pranksters to homicidal monsters to eat children. Uh, there's actually a very famous 1932 poem called uh, Gelatinous Virnanir. I should have stuck with the accent. Uh, that was <laughs> published as part of a poetry book, and the poem reintroduced them from old folklore into modern folklore. And this is kind of where it bridged from like them being an old thing to a new thing. Okay. Uh, a lot like college students in Germany bringing back Krampus Day. Yeah. Yep. Um, I love that they're they're considered criminal or pranksters, but then the other end of it is they'll fucking kill you. Like, okay, sure, fine. Yeah. Well, a little prankster cool. there, uh, a little little scamp. I was looking to see that it says modern depictions. Um, it says in modern days they are benevolent and are compared to Santa Claus and other relatable figures. Um, that's about it. So that is uh, actually, I think, the very, very, very end of my Google hole. Although I did have a, I did have a secondary uh, weird traditions of Christmas from around the world, but I think my time's uh, running you, short. You, you've got about four minutes if you want to keep going. I was, I was jutting in a lot, so you can. If you got about four minutes to cover that one, um, four or five minutes. Kind of. Um, the one thing I saw in this that I thought was interesting was in Spain, um, their nativity scenes. You know how you set up the little figure of Jesus yeah, of and all that. A lot of the time they'll put in an extra figure, and this is something you can buy in stores in Spain of all kinds of people, including Santa, political figures, pop culture figures. I went on Amazon today and saw that there was one of these of uh, Trump, and it is called a Kaganer. C A G A N E R. A Kaganer is any person. And Santa's often done, but religious figures, Trump, for instance, with their pants down around their ankles, squatting with a pile of poop under them. And it's a little, like, figure about the size of a nativity scene figure. So the Kaganer is specifically the figure. Yeah. Any any figure that, that, is, depiction. that is pulling their pants down and pooping is oh a Kaganer. 
Oh my god! So did you Google to see like some additional ones? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, did. you said you I, found I, Trump. I went, I went to Amazon specifically to see if they sold them, and they yeah. did. They had one. They had Trump pulling his pants down with a big old curled up like turd underneath him. And okay. It's on a little plastic that, that, base. That makes and, about sense. Yeah. And all of them are in that like sitting position, but with nothing under them, so they're just squatting and shitting on the ground. Okay. And in Spain, this is a very big tradition. They sell all different types, like all different religious figures, everything you could think of. Okay, that's um, definitely one I would like to see uh, pop over here for a custom. I think absolutely. Cool. I'd love to see a nice, beautiful nativity scene and then just over in the corner, Justin Bieber dropping a deuce, like, in the corner behind uh, Jesus' uh, manger, whatever he sleeps in. I, I, I would, let's make one big enough to put into the uh, nativity scene here in Montpelier. Yeah, yeah, and, and, like, tucked away enough so people have to, like, do a double take, be like, oh, it's a, what the fuck is that? <laughs> um, the only other one here I found that was actually a little more interesting, because a lot of these were actually covered in my monsters segment. Okay. Um, spiders in the Ukraine are considered a big thing for Christmas. Um, they actually decorate their trees with, uh, like, you know, like stars and snowflakes and things like that you can hang from branches? Yeah. They'll hang spider webs, like artsy crafted spider That's webs. That's cool. I like that. And there's an old legend that there was a impoverished widow, this is an old Ukrainian legend, who had 65 children and couldn't afford to add any Christmas cheer to their fir tree that was in their home for Christmas. Um, what happened is they all went to bed, and when they woke up the next morning, a, like, magical spider had crafted a web-formed design around the tree, giving it, like, a sparkling morning Christmassy feel, like it was decorated. That's cool. So yeah. a spider decorated her tree, which she was too poor to afford spider to. Spider webs are freaking cool looking anyway. Yep. So what we have now is the custom of putting spider webs in your tree. Great. So I thought that was cool. It's just yeah. something a little different, a little out there, a little outside of the norm. That's cool because you can have some, you can adopt some of these customs for your own little thing and and seem kind of like you know new and fresh amongst all your other friends who are doing the boring old like yeah here's an ornament man you got spider webs you got pooping uh, people people uh, sitting by Jesus pooping next to his manger. Yeah, actually, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm having a brain fart here. I forgot there was one more, and this yeah. is in Mexico. They do something on December 23rd called uh, Noche de Rabanos. It's Night of the Radishes. They will carve skeletal, like, do Day of the Dead-type figures out of radishes. Oh, that's on really December twenty cool. third. Okay, that's cool. And they they actually look a lot cooler than you'd think because it's not like they just carve a skull with a radish. They'll do the body, a hat, arms, legs, all of it out of radish. So cool. And then just put them out as like a display. So it's more like sculpting, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, it's... radish sculpting, kind of like they do with pumpkin sculpting. Exactly. Pumpkin. It's not carving so much, but yeah. Yep, yeah, it's just a weird little thing. It's uh, something I've never heard of myself, but uh. I'll show you a picture of it, and we actually may use this as our show image if we don't find anything better before the end of the show. Yeah, 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 it's awesome, dude. But, uh, yeah, uh, December 23rd, uh, uh, Night of the Radishes, so. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, we got from, uh, where'd you start, anyway? I started with Monopoly Hotline and ended up, and with ended up on Night of the Radishes and the Yuletide Boys. The Yule. the fuck they were. <laughs> well, the Yuletide Boys! <laughs> No, we're the Yule Lads. I still meet with a hook. I hang from rafters. Yeah. I sniff under doors. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a fun rap yeah, song. Totally the good. Yule Time Boys. It, it, it totally could, yeah. The I sniff under doors with my giant's gnaws. What did I find? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. And I'm the pervert. I look into windows. 
All All right. right. Uh, I think at this point we probably should play our sponsor. Unfortunately, it's too late to order from them for the holiday season, but make sure in the new year you check out their website. It is horrordecor.net. They have a lot of cool stuff for your house. Uh, Pretty much any aspect of your home that you love and would maybe like to spruce up a little bit. If you're a horror lover, you can go there and you can find something that'll fit your needs, your personality, and your interest. Trust us, we got a we got a huge care package from them recently. We loved everything in it. Absolutely, uh, huge fans of what they do. Going to be buying from them ourselves in the future. But in the meantime, here's our ad. Make sure you go check out horror. Horror. There you go. <laughs> Horrordecor.net, ladies and gentlemen. I my own tongue like three times. Ladies Horrordecor.net. If you're looking to scale up some new items for your crypt that'll make all your friends say, who did you kill to get that? Then Horror Decor is the place to be. If you go to Horrordecor.net, you'll just die at the selection of amazing items for sale, such as... Pillow shaped like an ancient VHS tape, the kind of kill I hear, as well as scented candles featuring Buffalo Bill's scent of skin lotion, and retro flags from Crystal Lake, the Overlook Hotel, and Springwood. If these items are tickling your bones, if you're bleeding in anticipation, go to horrordecor.net and make a purchase today. You won't be sad. <laughs> Wonderful. Coming Once back again? from coming back from break. Three, yeah. two. Wh- wait, did we start? Probably, and I'm not going to edit it out. All right, cool. Just make sure to go to. Uh, oh. <laughs> make, make sure to go to uh, horrorfedora.org. <laughs> Horrorfedora. <laughs> That's that's just that's just a beautifully it sounded like it sounds beautiful horror fedora dot org. You gotta write horror fedora dot because that's just uh, that's just golden. It's uh, just pictures of hipsters wearing fedoras, <laughs> but with like like a filter over it of like blood splatter. Yeah, like the bloody thing or like a you like know, grindhouse. Like a, yeah, the dark like orange seventies kind of chainsaw massacre look. They'll just have like an MS Paint Satan like, just in the corner. Horrorfedora.org. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, back to the getting, show. Yeah, getting, getting down into my Google hole here. Uh, once again, we're going to get deep into Jared's Google hole here. Merry Christmas to everyone listening on Christmas Day as you travel to your uh, relatives' houses, your, your friends' ones, houses. Yeah. Or no, I, I wouldn't go so far as loved ones. Or hated ones. Doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm, I once again kind of chose a story. Uh, oh, oh, may I stop you one more time? Yes, I'm so you can. sorry. Absolutely. If you are listening to our show with earbuds on right now while doing the most selfless act ever of working in a soup kitchen, take the earbuds out because you're probably a, laughing at homeless people. That's true. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't understand technology. <laughs> if they did, they would have made it big in the tech sector, and not been homeless. Yeah, that's how it works. If you know about technology, you make it big in the tech sector. <laughs> if you know what earbuds are, yeah. you shouldn't be homeless. <laughs> uh, all right, so I, I started out on a story, ended up uh, not really utilizing any aspect of the subject of the story. Just but like mine. There was a trigger word in there that got me in there. Um, anyway, so the headline of the story is Library Cat Outlasts Councilman That Wanted Him Gone. Now, this happened in a small Texas town, or medium-sized Texas town, I guess. Um, and uh, what happened is a city council member, um, LZ Clements, wanted to... Um, at one point, okay, first of all, I guess I'll start with the cat. Browser is the name of the cat. It was adopted from an animal shelter. Um, Browser? Browser is the cat. It's pretty yep. cool. And uh, and it was adopted um, from an animal shelter by this public library. And uh, they 
pretty much in 2000, in 2010. So it's like six, seven years old now, getting on seven. And uh, it just hangs around the library, hangs around the kids. And they originally got it as a form of pest control, like to make sure, whatever. Uh, but now it's like uh, essentially a mascot of the library. People love it. Mm, Things like, like that. that. Uh, it turns out like uh, a council worker um, or a, a city hall worker, somewhere, something like that, wanted to go to the library and bring their dog. Turns out they wouldn't let the dog in because it would spook the cat. That person got pissed, brought it up to the council, and tried to actually get the cat browser removed as a, quote-unquote, from uh, the library as an employee because they were technically were a city employee. They thought they could remove it from the public library. Um, obviously, that... Uh, picked up steam online a while ago when that happened. Oh, of and, course. Everyone loves cats, yeah. especially and, and, the and this, and this happened a while ago, uh, quite a while ago, and it turns out, um, obviously, uh, because of that, and I think even um, regardless of that, the measure to remove this cat from the public library failed miserably, and uh, this person... So the story itself is that now the city council member actually was recently defeated um, for their position and is no longer there. So technically, the cat browser they tried to fire is outlasting the council member himself. That's um, awesome. And you're wondering, like, well, what's okay, this is a cute story, but what's the big deal about this? Well, this happened in a nice little town called White Settlement, Texas. That's right. The name of the town is White Settlement. <sighs> wow. Was, so, was it a black cat? Um, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a tabby, actually. It's a little... Uh, oh, a mixed-race cat? Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a pure white cat. Was, um, so anyway, uh, this got me into... Um, well, first of all, I wanted to look in the background of, of White Settlement. Because I, I, I just read the... I, the headline and the first thing said White Settlement, Texas. And like before even reading it, wow. I'm like, okay, I got to find out about this. Um, turns out when it was originally founded, it was, uh, it's Texas, obviously, and it was founded nearby uh, Fort Worth or what's now Fort Worth settlement that was settled by uh, Native Americans. And they wanted to distinguish the fact that this was actually the settlement nearby settled by white settlers so people wouldn't wander into the wrong camp and be like, oh, this must be the place and get slaughtered by Native Americans or, or welcomed kindly, whatever. But Or the other way around, Native Americans wouldn't wander into their settlement like, oh, we don't want to go in this place because clearly get this slaughtered is the or white... welcomed kindly? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> clearly this is the white settlement. Um, so anyway, uh, this town, um, actually in 2005, uh, did propose changing their name to West Settlement. And um, that failed miserably. Not I had nine to one margin, so almost nobody. Did they try, try Whitey'sville? Uh, I don't know if it's the settlement part, Scott. That actually is the uh, <laughs> <laughs> is the uh, is the point of it. would be great if they're like, yeah, we'll go ahead and rename it. But they did like you know like no black people's town or something like that. Um, so this got me wondering. Uh, you sound like you uh, nope. <laughs> fighting. I'm fighting myself. <laughs> My brain is battling. Oh, don't worry. If you're if you want to get uh, if you want to get, I just had a whole bunch of really tasteless names for towns. Oh, don't worry. We're gonna get <laughs> it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Because this actually got me wondering. Um, well, I remember seeing a while ago on um, it was after Rick Perry's uh, issue with his family ranch, which is called Niggerhead Ranch, was uh, God, yeah, called I out all about that, and that was called out on the on the Daily Show, and they called out a bunch of other places with similar names and stuff like that, including a pond in uh, Marshfield that originally had the name Niggerhead Pond and was renamed to Turtlehead Pond. Um, Marshfield, Vermont. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't Turtle, know Turtlehead that. Pond is actually was originally uh, Niggerhead. Um, what what's the significance of that racial slur in particular? It literally they thought it looked like these are places that they thought resembled 
a black person's head. It's not creative, dude. These are racists who came up with the name. Wow. <laughs> they literally like, are were just like, it looks like a bleh. And then, yeah. How do you get to Niggerhead Lake? It's by a noose tree. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of keep pretty, going yeah. to hit noose tree. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's just, you know, pure. And, and it, Once the, you see the white cap cape mountains, you know you're on your way. The old, We call them the savior mountains. And then underneath The white savior mountains. Yeah, this is horrible. So that got me to look up. So I was already aware of those. It got me to look up the other racist town names. And... The first thing I should mention is I'm only going to list off about like a half a dozen because a lot of these are the same old, like pretty much they choose like a racial slur and then the, like, it would be like, oh, it's like, uh, it would be like if you call something like uh, Cracker Lake or something like that. It's always like something lake or something creek or something street or something mountain, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I found I found a few here in, in their locations and such. And also note that anytime... Um, you hear the word Negro, it at one point was, and pardon my, my terminology here, was nigger at one point. But in 1962, the federal government changed the name uh, to Negro on all maps. So anytime I say the word Negro, it originally was not Negro. So yeah. you can replace it yourself. But that is what it was renamed in the Apologies to anyone who finds that word highly offensive yes. like we do. It's it is, simply yeah. what's it's actually hard the stories. To, yeah. and it's, actually it's hard, hard to, to say. say. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is actually why I'm glad it was. Re- but when you also hear me saying... Negro, it's it, it, that originally was the that's actually what it's called now. So it's not just me trying to self censor. That's actually what it's called now. Um, here are a few. Good old Chinaman Lagoon. That's in Alaska. Still called that. Well, that's no good for me. I'd rather visit a gulch. So we're gonna go visit Chinaman Gulch in Colorado. Uh-huh. Uh, you could go for a flat out uh, racist uh, tour here. Um, and then you've got this is the worst one. Um, Chinaman Diggings which is a mine, which oh. is terrible because it's literal, literally they just point and go, hey, Chinamen are digging. That's what we're going to call it. And they put a sign up. It's in Nevada. Good old Dago Creek in California. Um, now we've got Little Negro Creek in Illinois, but if that one doesn't suit your fancy, well, head up the, the, the river to Big Negro Creek. And then uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, Squaw Tit. And that is a mountain and it is in Arizona. They did rename it. And here's the in- most interesting thing about this. Um, this is a complete 180 turn. In 2003, after a 10-year battle to rename it, um, it was renamed Piestawa Peak after Lori Piestawa, a soldier in Iraq, a member of the Hopi tribe, and the first Native American woman in history to give her life in combat for the U.S. military. So that was actually kind of like us, you know, or the, the federal government renaming Mount McKinley to Denali. You know, and be like, oh, not only are we just not going to have it named Squaw Tit anymore, we're going to like fucking actually make up for some of that by exactly, naming yeah. it after a hero to recognize. So good on uh, Arizona for that. I'm sure, but I, I, I guarantee there's so many people be like, what's wrong with Squaw Tit? Um, also turns out that Squaw Blank is also the most common um, racial slur uh, given to landmarks in the United States a lot because people don't agree on the fact that it's actually a racial slur. Native mm. Americans all do, but a lot of people. That's very interesting. Yeah, because I didn't apparently, know that at all. squaw means two things. In in one tribe, it actually literally means um, like Native American woman, the woman of the tribe. But people believe it originated from the tribe that has the name for a vagina. So squaw is vagina in some tribes, and just like Native American woman or uh, wife of some kind. So literally, they'd be like looking at a white man. He looks at one of their you know tribe and says, "I like your squaw," and they're like, all they hear is like somebody going vag. Yeah, like your badge. Yeah, like your badge. <laughs> like that pussy. Yeah. 
Oh, um, that's weird. Thank you for giving me the background, too. I was, I was actually on the tip of my tongue to ask you what Squaw came from, because I yeah. was curious. Yeah, you know, so, because uh, I've definitely heard that a lot, and people use oh, it. Oh, like an old Bugs Bunny out, cartoon, yeah. even. Like, oh, Squaw. Yeah. Um, and the, one of the reasons it's been a point of contention for people changing that name is because a lot of people argue that it's not that great. Whereas it's very clear the other ones, like Chinaman, you, I mean, that's just, come on, man. Um, Little Negro Creek, that shouldn't be called that. I mean, jeez. Uh, anyway, so I decided to check out what some racial slurs are for white people, because I know Cracker and stuff. Cracker! Um, and I stumbled across uh, this... Have you seen that? The I'm sorry to cut yeah, off, but no, there's, a, there's a meme online. It's not even a meme, just a photo from a grocery store of a uh, cheese aisle with one of those little placards in the grocery store that kind of entices you to buy the product. And it shows a white person with cheese and crackers and it says, crackers love cheese. <laughs> Meaning you should buy cheese yeah, to go to your crackers. Yeah, but it shows a white person, it's like, crackers love cheese. Crackers love cheese. <laughs> crackers do love cheese. Often, love cheese. yeah. That's why a lot of us are fat. I like cheese a lot. Uh, which is too bad, I'd like to, I'd prefer to not eat it. But um, So yeah, I, I ended up finding this very interesting um, website which was actually cited in one of the earlier articles I was... Um, oh, actually, if anybody's interested, um, you can go to this website called Vocative, V-O-C-A-T-I-V.com, and just type in, like, racial slur map. And they actually are the ones that compiled this list of all the um, racially insensitive names mm -hmm. uh, still. And they actually, you can toggle down to your state. I went through all 50 states to find, like, some of the better ones if you want to call them that. Uh, so you can find better out the ones. ones. You can find out which ones are in your state um, on that website. Did you do Vermont, since um, we're Vermont? I, I did, and we have, like, a Negro Creek, which is one of the most popular ones. Um, and they did take uh, Turtlehead Pond off of there because it's now Turtlehead Pond. Okay. Because um, we actually did sh officially change the title of that. Uh, anyway, so I decided to look through uh, this website called the Racial Slur Database, rsdb.com. Which, oh, um, yeah, I have the app on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so when you, like, run out of those common ones, you're like, oh, man, I'm really pissed at this person. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Just do a randomizer. Just choose, a like, a race and a random button. And it's like, all right, what am I going to call them? So uh, they do have a, a whites section. Of course. Um, and um, do you know what a bean dipper is? This is actually less uh, of a racial slur for white people. Someone than, who has sex with Mexicans? Exactly. Um, white men or any non-Hispanic who date Hispanic women. Um that's the, that's one again. That's actually more racist toward you know. Like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, they're oh, yeah. old bean nipper, aren't they? That's something a white person would use. Um, big nose, a term used by Asians uh, when referring to Westerners because of their larger noses. Um, one of my favorites is bird shit or bird turd. Oh, because they're uh, white. Because yep, bird shit's white. Uh, blowfish. You know why? Because we're fat? Nope, because Hootie and the Blowfish, Hootie's black, and the band, the Blowfish, are, are all white. Even though technically Hootie isn't the black guy, but everybody thinks that Hootie is the black guy. <laughs> uh, which is Darius, uh, Darius. Don't look at me. Don't. Darius. Nope, stop looking at me. Don't know. <laughs> Come oh, on, no, Blowfish. You look, you look Come at on, me. Blowfish. I, I know you got it. I could name one of their songs if I wanted. I only want to be with you. I'm tangled up and blue. Okay. Yep, that's a song. I only want to be with Fuck it. I got three more verses to go. I'm tangled up. I don't. I, that's the only part I know. <laughs> um, bucket. You know why anybody would call it a bucket? Seriously? It's a racial slur? Yeah. No, yeah. why? Because if you're paler than pale, you're not pale. You're a bucket. It's bigger. Oh it's my bigger. Yeah. god! It goes all around. So buckets a white racial slur. Uh, I mean, this this is sort. I think sort of like um, uh, the what's that place online where you go and you find uh, stuff. 
Um, Reddit? <laughs> no, the, uh, the one where you can, I'm sorry. Uh, when you Urban say, Dictionary. So this is say, sort of like Urban Dictionary. Going online to find stuff. You mean Reddit? That's all I do now. It's actually, <laughs> it's literally where you go to find stuff. No, uh, ur- it's, I think it's sort of like Urban Dictionary where people add stuff they either thought of or would like to see added. Um, chirp, um, which means somebody has bird-like features. Many English have big noses. Uh, clam hand, probably used because many white males used to live in poverty, surviving by scavenging clams and the like. I like clam hand. Um, cock sauce. Because uh, semen is white. Um, Muppet fucker. Backwoods inbred rednecks of the U.S. South are called Muppet fuckers because they look like Muppets. Which is funny. I've never thought that guy looks like a Muppet. Wow, but apparently I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> but apparently Muppet fucker. Dude, um, that's amazing just to call someone a Muppet. A Muppet fucker? Oh, just a just Muppet. A just a Muppet. Muppet. Like, you fucking look at Muppet. that fucking Muppet. Yeah. That would almost be more offensive in some weird ways. It's just as a negative. A Muppet. As a negative feel it when it comes out of your mouth. Like Muppet. Yeah, Muppet. certain words the way the way the mouth feel is when you say them. Yeah, like a fucking muppet. Um, I'm gonna do that next time I'm like in any any situation that's even slightly yeah. serious. Like someone's getting a little like muppet. angry. They're it, like, I'm not, I'm telling you, man, you better back up. Like, don't be a f- or no, don't be no, don't one. Be a, just, just be like yeah. you fucking muppet, yeah, fucking muppet. Or just look at or Come if at you, me, muppet. Or, or with your friends, if you just like look at that, like with a, a very multiracial group, go look at that muppet over there and see which one they think you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's not right. All like, of you are like, huh? Just, yeah. Me? You? Me? Me? You? Look at, him? Look at that fucking Wait, Muppet. Her? <laughs> just, yeah, just to see which one thinks like, am I the Muppet? Because um, it does there, sound like a racial slur. But no. I also feel like there's a fisting connotation involved with Muppets. There is, too. They're yeah, the yeah. only class of people that have hands up their asses like if daily. They, if, if they want to be alive. If they want to function yeah. in society. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, they're just sitting there like nothing. Until oh, like speaking of which, we both need to watch Inside Scarlet. We do need to do that. Yes. And get back to our friends. Uh, and, I was actually uh, yeah. just, just thinking about that. I feel like that should be a post-holiday uh, We're a little at. behind on some interviews we could have done. In fact, if the listeners are, have been itching for some, we could probably load up January and February with a few because we are I think so, yeah. We have We have Lloyd... Uh, we have Carter. Yep. Uh, from you know Inside Scarlet and Bad Chicken. Uh, we also have uh, gosh, I forget his name right now. I, I apologize if you're listening right now and you're like screaming. We don't know at who the they microphone. are yet. Actually, <laughs> uh, let's leave it at that. You might want to leave it at that, and then just uh, oh, and we also have, and then you can name the person. They yeah. don't realize they're the forgotten one. Uh, uh, wet dog. Because apparently, when white people sweat or get wet, they smell like wet dogs. Something I've I heard not, that. I did not know. I've heard that often. Um. And here's the last one which got me on my next tangent, which was um, Boogeyman, uh, which is what uh, enslaved African-Americans told tales to their children of a boogeyman who would abduct you, which is something we all tell tales to all kids. Um, but, Did it originate from slavery? Well, that, that was what I was wondering. And now they, they said the boogeyman of which they spoke was in essence the white man, which is really what they were kind of being like, the white man will take you away, probably because we were actually real-life monsters at the time, um, and also possibly in connection with the ghost-like appearance of the KKK. So I was curious, um, what is the origin of the boogeyman? And this actually takes me on my last little part of the Google hole. Um, now, the word bogey is believed to be derived from Middle English. Um, it's generally thought to be a cognate of the German bogey or bogelmann, um, which is... I played Bogemon Bo- Go. <laughs> it's a super fun game. <laughs> <laughs> you just go around in public with an augmented reality app catching white people. <laughs> there he is. Bogemon. Bogemon. Follow me around. I get triple points if I stay with you. <laughs> I'm going to follow this Bogemon down the street. Bogemon. Um... Uh, there's also a related word, bugbear. Um, I've heard of bugbear, yeah. Yeah, and apparently people who play like D&Ds may have heard of the, Oh, yeah, the no, I used to, I, I dealt with that back in the old role-playing days. So, yeah, if that's from bug, uh, meaning goblin or scarecrow, and bear, which was um, obviously Meaning bear. bear. Uh, meaning bear, meaning or bear. bear-like, or of a bear. Um, 
That was imagined as a demon in the form of a bear that eats small children um, and was also to me in a general object of dread. Um, and then um, in, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, so that got me into looking at some boogeyman from other cultures. And I've got like uh, half a dozen of them here. I'll, I'll pick through them because I'm running short. Is any of bit. them the bed bug bear? <laughs> that, that sounds like a more common one. It's something that's literally... Also, that would make kids not want to go to bed. Be like, ooh, the bed bug bear. But I used to get like, don't let the bed bugs bite. I'm like, oh, Check fuck. your bed for the bed bug bear. You know how to find him? There'll be a six-foot lump in your covers. <laughs> and dried blood all over the place. You want to go to sleep now, don't you, Timmy? No, Mommy. Bed bug bear. <laughs> Classic. Sackman. Sackman. Okay, first of all, these these are all really cool folklore. Was, was Sackman your first one? Yep. Oh, okay, I thought I didn't know where that came from. No, it's just, just said it that's, randomly. That's just my new like transition. Sackman. Sackman. <laughs> all right, going to the next one, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. We got Sackman. In many countries, a uh, bogeyman variant variant is portrayed as a man with a sack on his back who carries naughty children away. Um, this is true for countries such as Brazil, Portugal, and Spain, and uh, a lot of the countries of Spanish America. Sackman. Um, Sackman is uh, uh, often referred to as Hombre del Costal and Hombre del Saco. Didn't Kenny um, G have a great song about him? Hombre... Sackman. Kenny G? Yeah. Didn't he do Saxman? Did Kenny G do Saxman? I think he did Saxman. Some famous saxophone guy did Saxman. I thought Kenny G was him. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person. It could be. Kenny G's a famous saxman. That would make sense. Yep. There you go. Um, anyway. Kenny G, Sackman. <laughs> Sack. Sack man, I'm trying to make a ball joke. Somebody out there, tell a tell a ball joke to yourself. Oh, Kenny G is a ball joke. He's a ball joke in and of himself. He can pull his scrotum up over his penis. <laughs> Ooh, where'd it go? I don't know why Kenny G talks like that. He's like, I think he's like Canadian or something. <laughs> That's Kenny G, oh. my Where'd it go? <laughs> That's my sax. <laughs> Between my Kenny G's talking impersonation and your saxophone impersonation, man, we got it nailed. Can anyone really make a saxophone sound from their mouth? Uh, I'm guessing some people can, but it's very (laughs) rich. See, you can't. You just can't. The weird thing is, ladies and gentlemen, that was Scott actually trying to play the saxophone. He has one in the studio with him. He's been practicing. It's too bad it sounds like garbage. Um, El Coco, also known as El Cocoy, is a monster common in many Spanish-speaking countries. Um, parents will sing lullabies, tell rhymes to children, kind of the same old thing. If you don't sleep, El Coco will come and get you. And uh, El Coco, El Coco, muy caliente. <laughs> the boogeyman, the boogeyman, the hot boogeyman. <laughs> Very hot boogeyman. <laughs> English translation. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> Well, it's confusing because the second verse is literally about hot cocoa. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. Which okay. very few people know is what wards them away. Yeah, which is el, el co- cacao, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. So the first one's about the boogeyman being very hot. And then it just takes a... Like uh, cocoa, which he's also afraid yeah, yeah, of. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so it actually turns out the, the um, uh, coconuts, the word, uh, received that name because of their brownish, hairy surface, which reminded Portuguese explorers of uh, El Coco. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of their nuts. Hairy. Oh, hairy nuts. Bra- I brown, we're, we're, back to, we're back to, uh, oh, where'd it go? Yes, yes, we I'm are. I'm a Kenny G. <laughs> Here's my saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh man! So anyway, uh, I fell apart quick. 
did. Um, uh, there's actually, I, I came across a book I want to call, which is called Creepy Creatures and Other Cucoyas. Um, but anyway, uh, there's also a similar, char similar character in Brazilian folklore called Cuca is depicted as a female humanoid alligator, which has cool fucking B-movie written all over it. I feel like... What um, country is that from? That is Brazilian. Brazilian? And it's cuckoo? Brazilian. Uh, cuckoo. Cuca. Cuca. No, Cuca. Cuca. Cuca is depicted as a female humanoid. <laughs> and believe me... Cuca! Ah, Cuca! You're so scary! Oh, my God, you do! Cuca! No, they speak Portuguese in uh, Brazil. That's true. That's true. I don't know if it's caliente. It, think of what Spanish sounds like. And, it is and like then a think of different. what a retarded Spanish person would sound like speaking Spanish. Are you literally saying <laughs> that's what Portuguese anybody who sounds speaks like. Portuguese sounds like a retarded Spanish person? Yeah. You know, a lot of people speak sport Portuguese. Brazil has a big population, and it I does. think Portugal has people in it, too. Yes, both. I think so. Portugal is the capital of Spain, right? I, I have a friend who's actually Portuguese, and I sold him that once. I'm like, you know your language is basically retarded Spanish. Yeah. It's like the real Spanish, only like stupid people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You also sound like birds all the time. <laughs> That's my Brazilian accent. Kuka! Uh, wow, we're gonna do the song with the kuka! There's, uh, there's, there's some awesome ones. And this list has like a ton of them on it that I actually want to go do some deeper digging. I started down a few, but I did not actually bring any of them here. I'm kind of giving short ones here. Um, I've got from the Bahamas, we've got Small Man, which is the name given to a man who rides a cart drawn by itself and picks up any child seen outside after sundown. The term rolling cart is not a hip-hop term, believe it or not, uh, has been used to scare children who misbehave. Huh. So, like, somebody be like, ah, rolling cart. Um, in Belize, uh, Teta Duende is a mythical goblin described as being of small stature with a beard, wrinkles, backward feet, which is the reason I included it. It sounds really cool and creepy. Uh, a large brimmed hat and lacking thumbs. Uh, it is the protector of the forest and animals. <laughs> so, so his natural enemy is a closed door. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get away from him? Oh, clink, clink. <laughs> just call one of the Yuletide boys and he'll he slam that door. Move, like, Don't worry, he'll be out for hours. He's got no thumb. Who oh, has two thumbs and can't get you? Not this guy. <laughs> He's just waving his fists at himself. Um, so yes, closed doors are his enemy. So he's easy to get away from. So don't worry, kids. Um... So, but it is, uh, he's a protector of the forest and animals and was used to scare children away, uh, or sorry, from going out to play at night or going into the jungle. So that makes sense. Stay inside. Otherwise, you'll be able to get you. Stay behind a closed door and you're fucking safe. Um, ba Bosnia, um, Croatia, Serbia, Macedonia, the bogeyman is called Barboga. Uh, Baba meaning old woman and Ragobi meaning horns, which literally meaning old woman with horns. What do you know? She takes kids, puts them in a sack, um... Uh, brings them to the, the cave, eats them, and uh, in another version, the reason I included this, it sounds cool, it takes children and pulls them up through tiny holes in the ceiling, which is just a really creepy... That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of these things have like just a small like twist to them that make them a really cool piece of yeah. folklore. Uh, and then finally, I've got uh, Newfoundland and Labrador, the old hag, yet another old woman, um, a demonic entity. According to legend, the old hag appears in the bedrooms of naughty children late at night and suffocates them by sitting on their stomachs. Uh, then it takes the children to the lair in the woods and guess what? Eats them because that's what we do with kids apparently. Um, Fair enough. That's kind of the, the thing, the common thread through all our stories here is eat kids. Uh, and that's actually also um, comes from uh, the sleep paralysis that people report all the time. Oh, uh, okay. A, yep. Like a woman in black or a black figure sitting on them on their chest where they can't breathe. Um, and we're, I'm actually going to, when we go out this uh, tonight, we're going to go out on Hush, Hush, Hush. 
Here Comes the Bogeyman by Henry Hall's band, led by vocalist Van Rosing, recorded in 1932. If you've played the Bioshock series, you may be familiar with that, or if you've seen the movie Jeepers Creepers, you may have heard it. It's an old, like, big bandy song about the Boogeyman. Okay, cool. And I think on that note, we are going to leave you all to enjoy your holiday, whichever it may be. Yes. And we will be back next week for yet another episode and probably with an update about the date for our interview with Lloyd Kaufman. Um, I've been leaving him alone because it's around Christmas time and we were scheduled for an early January talk. Yep. So maybe after Christmas, I'll, uh, I'll reach out again and we'll, we'll give you guys a, a rough date, maybe a set date. Yeah. Uh, but great. in the meantime, everyone enjoy, have fun, be good, be merry, be well. All that later. Later. Children, have you ever met the bogeyman before? No, of course you haven't, for you're much too good, I'm sure. Don't you be afraid of him if he should visit you. He's a great big coward, so I'll tell you what to do. Hush, hush, hush. Here comes the bogeyman, don't let him come too close to you, he'll catch you if he can. Just pretend that you're a crocodile, and you will find that bogeyman will run away a mile. Say shoo shoo, and stick him with a pin, bogeyman will very nearly jump out of his skin. Say buzz buzz, just like the wasp that stings, bogeyman will think you are an elephant with wings. Hush, 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 here comes the bogeyman. Tell him you've got soldiers in your bed, for he will never guess that they are only made of lead. Hush, hush, he'll think that you're asleep. If you make a lovely snore away, he'll softly creep. Sing this tune, you children, one and all. Bogeyman will run away, he'll think it's Henry Hall. When the shadows of the evening creep across the sky, and your mommy comes upstairs to sing a lullaby, tell her that the bogeyman no longer frightens you. Uncle Henry's very kindly told you what to do. Hush, 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 here comes the bogeyman. Don't let him come too close to you, he'll catch you if he can. Just pretend your teddy bear's a dog. Then shout out, fetch him, teddy, and he'll hop off like a frog. that you're a cat he'll think you may scratch and that will make him fall down flat just pretend he isn't really there you will find that bogeyman will finish in thin air here's one way to catch him without fail just keep a little salt with you and 